Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. And if you're from the land of 10,000 lakes, you may want to sit this first part out. Or we could be therapy for you. Welcome in. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Get Mike Harmon on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. You can usually hear Mike weeknights on Fox Sports Radio, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 Pacific, on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. But today, he hangs out with me for the next three hours as we sit in for Doug as we wrap up the week. What's going on, Harmon? Oh, excited to be here. Middle of the day. Our teams are battling in the NBA playoffs, but we'll talk about that as the show goes on. Uh, Just excitement night after night, right? I mean, TNT, we know drama has really come to the NBA. Storylines abound. This Brady news that Monsi had. I mean, there's so much going on, Dan. It's a wonderful time of year. And notice I was able to do 30 seconds without complaining about the White Sox. (laughs) Don't worry. Uh, There will be baseball talk today. Uh, in fact, in 30 minutes, we'll, we'll dive into what was last year, a year ago, the marquee series 
in all of baseball and why in 2022 that is no longer the case. But we do start out with what happened last night in Minneapolis as the Minnesota Timberwolves had a lead of 26 points in the first half. They had a lead of 21 points in the second half, only to watch the Memphis Grizzlies go on a 21 to nothing run to pull even and then ultimately have Memphis pull away 104-95 to get game three of their best of seven series. So Memphis is now up 2-1. While Minnesota, this is, this is the thing about last night. I know you were on the air uh, when the game was happening, Mike, but the crazy thing about last night to me and that run that Memphis had was how easy it was for Memphis. And I give Memphis credit because they kept attacking the basket. And one of the themes throughout was how Memphis was not getting points in the paint, that the Timberwolves actually had the advantage of the game. But even down 20 points as they were, they kept attacking the basket. They did hit some big threes, and that did happen for sure. But it was also just the decision-making that Minnesota had in taking bad shots. I mean, they had an alley-oop that a guy chucked against the rim. Like like that's like that that is what happened to Minnesota last night. So the twenty one to nothing run actually happened pretty easily and happened, you know, fairly quickly. All of a sudden it's a twenty point game. Now it's back to even. It it was it, it was pretty simple on how it played out. Bad decision making by Minnesota, great decision making by Memphis. That's how you go on a twenty one nothing run. No, and look, obviously they've had their adversity, and we, we keep bringing up uh, the last few days, all right, here's an injury. Well, they played all those games without John Morant, so these other guys know how to step up and step into the spotlight and take their moments as they need to. In this case, Morant was having a terrible shooting night. He was only 5 of 10 from the free throw line, Dan. Yeah. I mean, that's the one that stands out to me. You're going to have poor shooting nights, but, you know, unless you're – you know, Shaq, sorry, buddy, I got I to gotta bring you back, or Dwight Howard or one of these guys. I'm, I'm expecting you to make your free throws. Uh, but good balance and no timeouts called, right? I know they were incensed on the, on the broadcast uh, and, and certainly in the studio show. And, and as we're watching it going, they're chipping away. Why, why are you not stopping the bleeding? Why are you not at, at least, least one timeout? Let's say for optics. Down, right? You have plenty of possessions yeah. in an NBA game, right? So you're going to have your chances to start chip away uh, at the that large deficit. But the way this was being done, I mean, they give you 147 timeouts. I mean, most time you go to the locker room, we didn't even need to use them all. In this you, you case, not, you needed one. Yeah, you may not have an answer for it, but just the optics of not calling one. And to have to have it play out the way that it did. Now, you know, I think the there there was a quarter break in there because it spanned the third and fourth quarters. Sure. But still, like when you're up when you're up twenty two points and you've got timeouts, if a team goes on a six oh run, you know what you do? Timeout. All right, let's talk it over. All right, guys, let's not make this crazy. We're still up by fifteen. You know, this is the uh, settle down, let's get good shots, let's not just take easy threes because that's what Memphis wants us to do. I mean, it was it was easy. Like it was it was so easy, Mike. It didn't even take them a quarter to rally from that deficit. Right. I mean, it was you know the the, the second half of the fourth quarter where the team's battling it out, and it was a quarter where Memphis ends up outscoring Minnesota thirty-seven to twelve. So it wasn't even. I mean, yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it was bad all around for Minnesota. I don't think this goes into the conversation though of all-time Minnesota bad beats. 
you could put this in the Timberwolves-specific category of being like, remember when this happened to us as the Minnesota Timberwolves. But to me, it's like the the history of, of what the Minnesota Vikings have gone through, I just don't think a game three, even though twice you had 20-point leads, matches up to some of the some of the heartbreak that Minnesota fans have had to deal with as Vikings fans. Oh, no, there's plenty. I, I did like the expansion of the great Spider-Man meme. You know, the three, two Spider-Men yes. now had you- uh, a Spider-Man for every Minnesota franchise. I believe there were some junior colleges, maybe a couple of the top high school programs represented therein as well. Uh, so it was a giant circle of Spider-Man going, you, you, me, what? Uh, so you, you have that. You know, a lot of folks looking squarely at, at Carl Anthony Towns, who's had a couple of games uh, where you're just kind of scratch your head. Remember, you know, the play in and everything, uh, wondering, you know, was that going to be his big moment? He's gone through a lot, and I love his dad and uh, – John Morant's dad getting after it. I, there's there's sitcom potential there, no question about it. But on, on an all-time level, now it's game three. Now, do you you look deeper into this game? You had two really great quarterbacks uh, quarters. See, I'm getting the NFL draft on my mind already, and, and Kirk Cousins. Uh, but first and third quarters, you're over what 39 points, 31 points, and then you second and fourth, you score 12 in each of them. That fourth quarter was so bad, it made you forget about how bad the Brooklyn Nets were the night before <laughs> in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's how dismal things got. And and you had that huge home court, right? Everybody was fired up, right? The, the national media and everybody that could take a swipe over Patrick Beverly's celebrations and everything did. And they showed up in full force and it's rocking and you've got this all together. And then the second quarter happens passive everything that you did to build the lead has been put in a, a closet somewhere and then give obviously giving the grizzlies credit for their resiliency and, and the comeback but there were no answers on the court in the in the coaching box to try to stem the tide the play of carl anthony towns is one that has a lot of people scratching their heads mm-hmm. uh five fouls three made field goals the worst part about it, honestly, is not even the made field goals. It's the attempts. It's the the four field goal attempts. And he he gave a next question response in the postgame interview. This is I, – I, I don't – I'm trying to figure out where Carl Anthony Towns' place in all of this is because I think it's very simple. You are kind of the face of the franchise. And by saying that – I, I only say that because of the emergence of Anthony Edwards. But over the last five years, this has been your team. This has right. been – it is a Carl Anthony Towns sort of team. I mean, Jimmy Butler's no longer there uh, because of their run-ins. It is Carl Anthony Towns' team, and he is absent. And I wonder, I, I wonder if it's – the play on the court, Mike, I, I can't explain like there's there's just no excuse for a guy who is an all-star caliber player to only be taking four shots in a pretty darn important game. Mm-hmm. Like there's no reason for that. But to also have like a presence of Patrick Beverly on the team who's that veteran leadership, you know that the crowd and the team feeds off of Anthony Edwards' energy. 
I, I don't I don't know. Is 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 Cat being lost? Is just this who who Carl Anthony Towns is? Because there's no explanation on why in what is such a big game, which has had the roller coaster of emotions of highs and lows, for him to only put up four shots and get into foul trouble again. Like I I I, I don't know if he just is finding his place, and it's really odd to me because it's been his team for the last five years. But even down down the stretch, I mean, there seemed to be a, a lot of moments where he was taking that emotional leadership spot again. Sure. And I know Beverly's he's always over the top. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> you either love it or hate it. Right. It's the the prototypical guy. And I'll take one. You know, we're talking Minnesota. I'll, I'll talk about the guy that we, we took from the twins. Right. A.J. Brzezinski playing against you, all the little things, all the things on the mm-hmm. edges. And you're like, I hate that guy. And then as soon as he shows up in the White Sox uniform, that is one of my favorite guys of all time. He may be <laughs> tattooed on my right calf by yeah. time this show ends. That kind of thing. Uh, and that's Patrick Beverly. And you saw the national uh, crush of interviews and sound bites and everything of him over this past week. And he, he was talking like he'd been, been there a decade. Right. Like he took complete ownership yep. of everything. And, and I think that's where the air went. And obviously everybody wants the, the big push for Edwards as well. Right. You're trying to find next on one side. You, you look in and you got Clark coming off the bench for, for Memphis with 20 points and, and eight boards. But Bain, obvious Batman ties, wherever we can get them, we, we, we do. Uh, and, and John Morant. I mean, you've got three guys that are, you know, here, we're, we're next. So you want to match that with Edwards as you're trying to sell on the national side. But Carl Anthony Towns has been in that arena, in that space. So you would think this is where he would pull up and say, you know, it's, it's still my squad. It's still, you know, our opportunity to shine. And in this big moment, uh, wasn't there. No. Uh, not there at all. By the way, I put this. This is definitely below the Gary Anderson miss. Oh yeah. In the in the NFC Championship game against the Falcons, to me that's the worst Vikings loss of my recent memory. It's worse than the Favre interception because of how potent that offense was. And listen, I don't know if they go and they beat Denver. I don't know if Favre's team goes and and beats the Colts. But the, the the Gary Anderson field goal is the one that, of the of all the Vikings losses, that's number one. Then I'd put the Favre interception to, why do you even ponder passing to? Oh, it's a classic. I, yeah, the the Blair Walsh missed kick against the Seahawks like that. I'd put this Timberwolves loss below that, but it, they're pretty close for the simple fact of. I don't think the Timberwolves are going to win an NBA title, but I know that they sure would love to win a series. And to have this happen in front of the home crowd uh, is is very difficult to take. And it was kind of like the Blair Walsh kick where I don't know if the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl, but it would have been nice if they would have beaten the, the Seahawks in that wild card game. It was a crazy game, you know, frozen field. And then just to have the chip shot missed, like the suddenness, Maybe maybe that's like the it's it's whether do you do you want the quick death or the slow death because the Memphis game last night was kind of the slow death and then all of a sudden like the Blair Walsh oh you think you have it and then you don't and then you lose maybe that's the uh, that like that's the equivalent I would still put the Blair Walsh miss kick above last night though in Minnesota misery. Yeah, I figure, you know, whenever you can get the Seahawks involved in a, in a metal stand <laughs> kind of conversation. Because uh, you, you really weren't peacocking on that anyway, one, but, but it, it was kind of there in the subtext, Dan. Uh, no, th- this one, 
Look, it's it's big for the fact that you you got game one. It's like, all right, wow, here we go. Punch him in the mouth, and away we go. And then go out and get boat raced in game two. And so the energy of the home crowd, everybody's yeah. ready, and you come out with that huge surge in that first quarter. And anybody who suddenly got a blip on their phone, whatever you maybe you bet the game, maybe you just have interests in these guys, right? The young players I mentioned, trading cards, memorabilia, anything, fandom back to colleges. And you get the update and you go, whoa, what are we doing here? Now, we know we're going to see a run. You didn't expect to see the second one. Right, enough yes. to withstand the storm, stave off, you know, getting overrun early, uh, but nothing late and passers by uh, as as the Grizzlies rode this one to victory. And all of a sudden, you're you're looking at it towards the end, going, "Wow, they're they're going to win by that margin? They're going to win by nine points after all of that? I know, <laughs> uh, a lay down effort, but it is only game three. So all those others, you know, when you start talking about the NFL, right? There's just that that single game." That knocks that's, it down. And you get Paul Allen calling, you know, all of that. So. That's what you say when you, you try to convince yourself today. Like, that's what Minnesota's trying to say. But maybe that's why this should maybe – maybe this should be over the Blair Walsh kick because now you're almost developing your own um, – Gosh, I, 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 persona. Like, you're, you're the team that blows 20-point leads. Like, like that, that's what could be dangerous about this. I think there are a lot of Timberwolves fans who think this series is over. That, that, that if you're going to blow a 20-point lead at home, you're not going to come back, especially if, you know, I, I mean, with the ease that they did. Like that, I guess that would be the maybe thing. Like, does this label Minnesota as the team that blows leads? And this is now something that's going to follow them. How does Carl Anthony Towns respond? I guess you've got a game four and a game five to, uh, to maybe prove it uh, different, but – that would be the worrisome thing for me that would have a longer lasting effect than something that happened with uh, with Blair Walsh and missing a field goal. No, is it enough to send them away, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, do they come out, you know, ticked off and, and, you know, jump out to another big lead like they did in game three and then figure, hey, we were able to correct our, you know, our mistakes and figure out a way to to close it down that's what actually i would i would want like if i'm a Timberwolves fan, you obviously want the lead again but to be able to write that wrong as quickly as possible and not make it the narrative around you i think it's now the sure like that's the that's the first objective for this minnesota franchise to make sure that this doesn't happen again he's mike Harmon. i'm dan Bayer. this is the doug gottlieb show here on fox sports radio hanging out with you on a friday check out the latest lines of the world of sports at bet river sportsbook bet rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting must be 21 must be present in colorado illinois indiana and pennsylvania to play gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER coming up next it's the same old draymond and the brand new staff we explain on fox be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug today with prices soaring at the pump. Discover has your back with cash back. Use Discover to earn 5% cash back at gas stations and Target now through June on up to $1,500 in purchases when you activate. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Limitations apply. The Golden State Warriors have rediscovered themselves, a team that we thought was, I don't know if limping to the uh, end of the regular season. Steph was hurt. You were still trying to figure out pieces, Mike, but this is a team that settled in in the three spot in the West. And there was a conversation at one point during the season where you're like, okay, maybe they're going to be the two seed, and maybe even at one point uh, early on could challenge Phoenix for number one. But in the end, Golden State gets the three seed. They get the Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs, and it's been all Golden State. And it was all Golden State late in last night's 118 to 113 win to take that 3 0 series lead. Now, almost a formality that Golden State is moving on to the next. Next round, you spotted something in last night's five-point win that we haven't seen for quite a while. Yeah, I think when when we look at the the nature of this squad, and you know, we talked a lot about the collapse. I mean, depending on which way, right? Are, are we looking at it from the T Wolves collapse? Because again, you know, when teams blow big leads, yeah, you know, I don't use the choke moniker, but some will. But, you know, use what you will. Or use to applaud the Grizzlies for their resolve and ability to come back. With the Warriors, they they had that opportunity. And they went and they snatched this victory with Denver getting all they could out of Jokic. Except, you know what, in the final minutes, disappearing acts. And the steal that Draymond Green had in that final minute. minute. And you look at his stats, and, and they're all reminiscent. Like, they're, they're pretty similar to what he's been doing. Uh, field goal percentage for the year is up. Obviously, he missed a lot of time. Clay Thompson and his health. Uh, and, and Steph, as you mentioned, getting back to, to form and, and shooting anywhere in the gym. Yeah. But for Draymond Green, that steal on Jokic was about as good a defensive play as you're going to see baited him into it and then he did what Dennis Rodman I'd love the side by side what Rodman used to do as a member of the Bulls right he'd have that little poke away that Pippen or Jordan would corral and then he'd run up the court like he was running in a field by himself crowds losing their mind one way or another right cheering jeering depending whether it was a home or a road game but he's just got a grin on his face like all is right with the world and that's the guy we've seen more of this year Right, and it, it can't be quantified the same way because if you look at the box score and you look at a lot of the metrics, they're going to look exactly like they have the last couple of years. But he's playing loose. He's playing freer. Right, I know there were, were some quotes before the season, you know, talking at his house uh, and, and just with the kids, you know, just having fun with it. Right, and enjoying it uh, and getting back. And maybe there's some internal angst that isn't there anymore. Right. And we we will keep an eye on whatever, because he's part of Collins podcast network that maybe, you know, once the season does end, probably in June at this point, uh, pretty late, (laughs) as it were, uh, that maybe you get some more clarity of what's going on there. But you've got guys that have fit into their roles. And Steve Kerr's biggest problem is finding enough minutes uh, for Clay, Steph and now Jordan Poole with the basketball. Yeah, no, no, they're they're in a great spot, and Draymond Green's uh, rediscovering and re-embracing of that villain role, right? Because you had a couple of years where there wasn't much expected of the Warriors, and even this year, there wasn't a, a there was excitement early on, and then the injury started. It's like, oh, are they going to be able to get to the end? Yeah, what are they going to do? And and here we are, but he's he's embracing that that villainy role because all of a sudden they're the hunted again. 
You know, it reminds me, is there is there a vacation spot that you love to go, Mike, that you've been multiple times? Or maybe a concert? Um, yeah, no, you Afghan know me. Uh, whenever uh, my band, the Afghan Wigs, are in town, uh, check yeah. them out. They're, they're, they're getting ready to tour, right? There's a date the beginning of June here where they're working with Jack White. I couldn't get tickets and uh, ask for the time off fast enough. It's a, it's a, like it's like a religious thing, sure. right? They actually call their fan base the congregation. I always say it, Dan. There's very few places in our world where all the energy is going in the same direction, uh, where everybody's positive. And a concert like that, that's the place for me. So if I can duck to that for two to three hours of my life each time they come through, I'm feeling pretty good. And when was the last time you went to one of their shows? Well, it would have been pre-pandemic. Yeah. So, I mean, so, it's been a minute. Uh, good. Perfect. Because that's the sense that I got in seeing Draymond Green last night. They felt that they were back in the playoffs. That this is where yeah. they were meant to be. Last year was play-in tournament. The year before, there was no bubble. They're, they They were back to where they needed to be and wanted to be and are meant to be. And that's why I think it was so much. You talk about the villain role. I think it was all of that. I think it was because it was a road game. It was the game that you kind of break the spirit of the other team. And it was that arena, and I'm not talking about the physical arena. It's just the nature of that moment that I think why there was so much emotion for Draymond Green because it had been, heck, even the 2019 finals for how things just kind of fell apart on them, I'm sure left a bitter taste in their mouth with, you know, KD getting hurt and then Clay Thompson getting injured. I mean, to even have it end like that, like to be able to get back to where you're, full, you know, at full strength and ready to go. I just got back from a golf trip at Pinehurst, and the, the last time we were there was 2019, so it was pre-pandemic. But when I'm on the grounds, I'm like, yes, this is right. This is this is what it's all about. This is why I like to be here. That's what I felt with Draymond Green last night, especially with that emotion. There were like four screams, like after on the on the next dead ball after that, when you knew that they were going to win. There were like four screams from Draymond to the crowd, and I think they finally feel like they are back where they they belong. You know, Dan, I think the extension to that is also that it's the the core three. No disrespect for Kevin Durant and what yeah, he did yeah. coming in there. Yep. But it's those three guys. And now Jordan Poole's in, but he's the new kid. Yeah. And right, there's already a lot of, you know, thought pieces about his leadership and what he is to come. And, you know, excited to see that next iteration. But the fact that it's Steve Kerr and those three guys getting a chance to try it again is is pretty cool as well, right? Because we talk about band reunions, right? Putting myself back into that spot. Or even you getting together with your guys. How many of them can't do the trip? Because of sure. a change in life circumstance, you know, job or or family or because of still coming out of <laughs> yeah. pandemic, all it's, of those things. You don't get the same guys back together. Here no. the Warriors have that chance. It's me and another guy. Literally, we're down to two. Like, that's I'll who see, it there is. You go. Yeah, that's that's what it is. No, you're, you're right. And and I'm sure that, you know, yeah, from, from what happened in 2016 and losing to the Cavs, 
And then, as you mentioned, the Duran aspect. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to prove. There's a lot that's going there. And now with the Devin Booker injury, who knows, the top of the bracket in the West could be opening up a little bit more. Uh, but right now, all things turning up aces for the Golden State Warriors. He is Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. Don't worry, it is the middle of the day. I know you normally hear Harmon at night with Jason Smith on Fox Sports <laughs> Radio. Don't worry, you're not messed up. It is about 3.30 Eastern time, just past 12.30 uh, Pacific time here on the West Coast. So don't worry. You got Mike Harmon. You got myself, Dan Byer, in for Doug Gottlieb today. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Mons, we've got really good news because, well, it's not good news for James Borrego of the Charlotte Hornets. Right. But quickly, uh, when this news happens, we are very lucky because John Ramos is our Charlotte Hornets insider on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Yeah. Anything you want to know about the Charlotte Hornets, John Ramos has you covered. So, John, what do you think was the the straw that broke the camel's back when it came to James Borrego losing his job with the Charlotte Hornets? Dan, I'm glad you asked that particular question (laughs) because that's the one I really have put my eyes on and ears on. And I just think it's winning. Oh, that's a good point. Mm. No, John well, Ramos, you know what? He just Charlotte cuts Hornets to the chase, insider. Dan. <laughs> yeah, he—that's what he does. That's that's what John Ramos does. So there was no bull there. No, he's expanded outside the Mountain West Conference. Now, our uh, official <laughs> Charlotte Hornets insider for the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, that's great. John, in his free time, is a Dodger fan. Ryan Bershinger, our executive producer, is a Dodger fan. You can see Monty Bolaños at Dodger Stadium pretty much every day of the week. Right. And, uh, you know, Mike Harmon's known to take in a game. He's no sure. fan, and neither am I. But the Dodgers tonight, guys and uh, gal, are taking on the San Diego Padres. Not a lot of buzz for this one. Last year, I mean, this was this was the talk of the town, Mike, when it came to Dodgers, Padres in San Diego now we're a year removed from it, and it doesn't it, it, it doesn't even seem close to what it was a year ago when these teams were playing early in the season. Nine and three against nine and five. And look, they're not the Dodgers will not go back till pet to Petco until September after this series. So I mean this is your your taste to drive down the five and go have some fun. Uh and, and hit the fifteen and all that fun stuff. Uh but the the idea here is uh it the the Padres got sunned. After looking like they were going to be the ones to come and and break all the seasons of success and and the Dodger blue car flags would be flying at half mast instead, you know, they got worked again. So, yeah, they just got put back into their place and they're just another team, Dan. John Ramos, are you excited for this Dodgers Padres series as a Dodger fan? Sure. Yeah, I think the Padres are a good team. I think the National League West is, is, is a good division. Um I, I just think I had no problem with, personally speaking, I had no problem with the Padres. I, I actually rooted for the Padres when they were in the World Series, the two times they were in there. And uh, I don't have I don't consider them the, the Dodgers rival. I consider that to be the Giants. But I consider them a very good National League West team that competes for the West title. Do you maybe think that because now this is the Giants division because they are division champs that maybe this has taken some of the luster off the Dodgers and Padres? It may have. And also, uh, Fernando Tatis not being there, I'm sure, doesn't doesn't help. Uh, but I think the Machado part of it still lingers with Dodger fans and with that. So I think that's a good little side note. But, um, yeah, I mean, again. I was totally, by the way, just digging into your side oh. with a knife. Ah, the Giants? the NL West, the Giants. Uh, the well, I wouldn't say that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I do have to say, though, that um, 
Tatis, I, I liked the flair that Tatis has. I, I, I enjoy that in baseball. So I never had a problem with him, like, where he does a little hop, skip over third base and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of miss that for the Padres. I think they miss it a lot, too. Um, so we'll see how it goes. They, they were trying to get rid of half their team, weren't they, at the end of the season, like Hosmer and stuff like that? They are well, trying to get yeah. rid of them. They're still trying to get yeah, rid of Hosmer. So. Uh, so that's still there. Before we uh, bring Bursch in, Dan, I want to read this from the uh, San Diego uh, MTS. So, you know, it, it is Earth Day. Uh, fun fact, the Dodgers are 1-5 in five on Earth Day over the past decade, including <laughs> their most recent Earth Day loss to the Padres in 2021. <laughs> Beating the Dodgers is good for the planet, and so is taking transit. Take the trolley to Watch the Padres beat LA today, and then it gives the link to go buy your tickets. Very, very well played. That's very well done uh, by the uh, the Transit Authority in San Diego. Ryan Bershinger is the show's executive producer today. He is also the co-host of the Swing Shift podcast. Uh, renowned Dodger fan as well. Why is there not as much of a buzz this year about? Dodgers Padres as a year ago I think it really comes down to the fact that the Padres don't have the same hype that they did coming into last season Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, coming off of 2020 it was a very exciting team to watch they were legit uh, championship contenders in 2020 and then they got you Darvish in the offseason they got Blake Snell in the offseason you have the hype of Fernando Tatis growing and growing coming into the 2021 season the Padres were a very popular pick to win it all uh, prior to the season and these uh, those first few games with the Dodgers were incredibly exciting the first game that they played was a 12 inning game where the Dodgers uh, uh, Mookie had the sliding catch to end the game it was it was a fantastic series and people were super excited and all all eyeballs were on that series to start the season because you have the hype of the season starting and you have this shiny new toy of the San Diego Padres and then uh, that kind of fell off by the end of the season so that hype is not there with the Padres now and of course as John mentioned not having Fernando Tatis healthy also hurts them they are playing very well right now and they are a very good team but uh it's it's not it does it's not the same shiny new toy as it was last season I I would also say and this is completely unfair because of their success but the Dodgers not being world champs this year plays a little bit into that as well. I agree. Yeah. And you talk about even the collapse of what the Padres had last year. So now if you're a Padres fan, you're like, I don't want to get my hopes up because of how we fell apart. And it's not the uh, defending World Series champions that you're trying to take their throne. I think that can all be uh, put together as reasons why. You but, know, you know, this weekend not. they could take a lot of pictures with the banners that are hanging of all the players because you can go – every, like, 20 feet there's a picture of Fernando Tatis Jr. in that oh, ballpark. Sure, I was down sure. there for a concert at the beginning of last month and uh, baseball, you know, was still waiting what we were going to yeah. do. And, and, uh, but, you know, plenty, plenty of opportunities to uh, show, show your face with Fernando Tatis Jr. until he's ready to go. This series in San Diego is Monty still available? I know she may have had to step away. But I'm uh, here. Okay, I'm you are there. Do you? Is there a different <laughs> feel at Dodger Stadium? As, when you know, we know when the Giants come to town, it's a different feel. But is is it different when the Padres come to come to Dodger Stadium? I think there are moments when it feels really intense and stuff. But I just really think that the season is just too long to 
make yeah. the intensity the same with the Padres every single time. Like Shh. with the Giants. No, you can't say time. that. No, you gotta scrub that, John. She can't say that. <laughs> she works over there. It's no, the season They're gonna be is mad. too long for anybody. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like looking at the Padres as a big threat. Yeah, they haven't been consistently a big threat, and they were fun to watch. But they have their moments. They have their spurts. And right now, it's early in the season. They're kind of irrelevant right now you know it's it to us to the Dodgers in I the agree. sense yeah. uh, you know so I just think that that can change as we get closer to the playoffs and the end of the of the I, regular season to be honest it is not uncommon when rivalries mean more to one team than another mm-hmm. like, you know, like we're you know we're Mike and I are going to talk Packers Bears a little bit because of the Wisconsin Chicago thing in, in like 15 minutes it's always it's always Packers Bears. Just like for Chicago and Cubs fans, it's Cubs Cardinals. They may have a little rivalry with the Brewers because mm-hmm. um, you know uh, maybe they're in contention, or you like to get under their skin, or maybe the Reds are better, and or the Pirates are having a good season. But the the real rivalry stick, and that's why Dodgers Giants like really sticks. It's more of a one sided rivalry in my mind. Uh, San Diego towards LA is vice versa. So that's why I, I think why you're not necessarily seeing uh, as much buzz this time around. So just my two cents on the whole matter. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. Thanks to John, Ryan, and Monty for their input. Check out the latest science of the world of sports at Bet River Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. So, what does the future look like for current Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray? We'll tell you next year on Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. We rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show as we are in for Doug today here on Fox Sports Radio. Trying to get you set for the weekend. We take a look ahead and we'll do so as we play a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Monty Bolaños is here playing our game on Friday. What do we got today, Monty? John, why don't you tell us what we Psychic. got? Psychic. Ooh, psychic. Mike and I get to look into our crystal balls and see what we've got psychic. ahead. Psychic. I came out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then you stopped. Like, you actually brought more attention to it. You should have just, like, kept going. I was like, and, like yeah. But then yeah. you stopped. You let everybody listen and process what you said. I mean, I'm drinking water out of a disco ball thing. Uh, all right. And Mama Mia, it looks cool. Uh, but, you know, I'm trying to uh, avert uh, all eyes this way, Dan. Uh, all right. Let's get going. All right. Let's see who's a psychic here. All right. Big talks about Kyler Murray. What's going to happen with the Cardinals? Do you think he's going to sign an extension with the Cardinals prior to the start of the season? 
I don't see it. I, I think that he actually wants like $60 million a year. Something and, just. And I think that the, the longer that he waits, the better uh, it's going to happen. And by the way, uh, Steve Kimes saying yesterday, like, there's zero right. interest. Yeah, what are you going to say? Oh, 45%. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> it's, your only, it's your only answer. Overwhelm me is really what the subtext <laughs> of all of that was. Come and get it. Uh, the fact that he's still employed there is a, is a larger question. Uh, and you did extend Kingsbury. It would seem like you'd want to see this to its end to get a deal done. But it's also your prerogative to make him play another year. Why sign him before you have to if he's not necessarily your Poor guy. Finish a season first. Yeah. You guys say a lot, a lot of good points. I'm excited to see what happens. Also excited to see what's going to happen with Debo Samuel. Do you think he wants a trade? He has said it. He wants a trade. He told him, don't even give me a contract offer. Do you see him being traded to the Jets? I, I don't, but I do think he'll be traded. That's all I'll say. I think he stays where he is. Oh. They, go, is. they, they figure out that, that middle ground. Sorry, John. The remix is game time on the Doug Gottlieb show. We had uh, we had to cut game time short because of our Dodger Padres conversation. Yeah, it was, just seemed well, to go was on and on. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, not all rivalries are built the same. Bucks Bulls may not be a rivalry on the surface, but when you dig deep, oh boy, that's what we do next here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.